Javi has asked me to recall re, re and recant a period in my lifetime, in together with my wife, a period of time that takes me back approximately 20 years ago, more or less. Um, truth be said, going back to that time that I tried to do this afternoon, pen and paper, was a very difficult thing to do. Because um, we don't want, I don't want to remember. And so difficult that I, Baruch Hashem, was able to fanag, I was able to manipulate that my wife is not home. I don't want her to know this because for her, this would be too difficult to be reminded of, too painful, too, 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 it's too difficult. And uh, we don't want to remember this. We want to deliberately forget. So I, I Baruch Hashem, she's not home. And I'm going to recall my memories of that difficult time of life the way I recall. Um, I, I say that to anyone that hasn't been through this, they won't, I don't believe that they will understand what I mean when I say too difficult, too painful. Because it's something that certain experiences, you either relate because you, you, you're there or you've been there or you haven't. It is, otherwise, it's just too, it's too emotional, the misery, the grief, the suffering, how this could have happened, why it happened. And everything that came about to it. I mean, I will tell you that during this period of time, things were so bad, it, it rocked every part of our life. Um, our marriage. Um, we were not entirely on the same page, to put it mildly, how to deal with it. The gloom. The word that I think, if I have to describe the emotion of the day, I think the most accurate word would be despair. There was such a despair. Again, too difficult to, 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 to sort of give it out. If you've been there, you'll know what I mean. And I, I think that the, 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 the challenge was how did this happen? How did such a special, wonderful boy who was known as a tzaddik as a kid, he was boy number four, Boy number three, child number four. He was such a special boy. How did it happen? How did he turn, pardon the word, into such a monster? How did he become a boy who was so not caring? He didn't care what he was doing to his parents. It, to me, this was a, a disbelief that my son could be like that. That he could go so ballistic. We had to literally push ourselves and pull ourselves through the day. I would say it was almost like life wasn't worth living. And and we were pinching ourselves, is this for real? Is this? I, I will also tell you that years later, it moved on, Baruch Hashem, things were going in the right direction. There was a reminder, a little reminder that my wife and I couldn't help but notice. And that was, we have very, very, we live in a building that is a very strong glass, double glazed windows. The bullet hole in the dinette window that pierced through both glasses, and it didn't shatter the window, but it went right through both. 
that bullet hole that took a long time till the building was willing to replace that glass. It took a few years. I would say just as a little giveaway, that bullet hole was all we needed to see. Um, it was surreal. It was, it was, it was, it was unbelievable in our dinette. And, um, it, it, his being out all hours of the night while we were up and we were waiting and worried, where is he? Is he safe? He's 17, he's 18, he's 19, is he safe? Is he coming home tonight? If he's coming home tonight, huh? In what condition? Is he going to be walking through the door? Is he going to be high? Is he going to be sober? Is he going to be all shut up? Is he going to be... Who knows? I will tell you, I, recollecting those years, felt I'm going to be... Put it the way it is, because that's my what I've been asked to do. I was so angry. I was so angry with him. How dare you? I raised you. I was kind to you. I gave you, I felt, I was convinced that a good spanking, a really solid spanking, one of a kind, would cure him for life. The problem was that he was now 17, 18, 19, 20. He was bigger than me. He lifted weights. He was a very strong kid. <laughs> it wasn't even something that was able to be considered. But I was, I, I, I reached a point where maybe I said, I'll go to the gym, I'll work out, and then I'll just really, one time we'll have it out. I was so angry with it. I remember the arguments that my wife and I had. It was, I don't know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., quarter to four. I was, I went to sleep. My wife sat up. She wasn't going to bed. She wanted to know her boy was coming home in one piece, safe and sound. And I told my wife, I demanded, I said, when he walks through that door, if he's sober, you have to reprimand him. And you have to tell him, look what you're doing to us. We can't go to sleep at night. We're worried. But my wife, as I said, at that point, we were not on the same page. When he rolled in, I didn't want to be there because I was too angry and I was afraid of the, the inner action that would happen. So I, when he went, when he, when he walked in the door, I, I made a point, I, I heard him, but I just listened from the distance. And my wife, she was reaching out with somebody who was mentoring. She walked through the door, my wife said, did you have supper yet? And he says, no, I'm starving. And at 3.45 a.m., out came the frying pan and out came fresh chicken cutlets. This didn't happen once. This didn't happen twice. This happened dozens and dozens of times. To me, this was asinine. And to my wife, he's my son. He's angry. I can give him a piece of chocolate, chicken color. He can let him know that. He's still my boy no matter what. And my wife had a job first thing in the morning. She's a teacher. She had to be in school 8 a.m. But that's the way she was going to do it. Again, I say the despair of how did this happen? Why did it happen? And above all, where's this going to all end up? My wife loved him. I didn't, I will say, I hated him. I really, at that point, I really, I felt so, 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 so upset with him. And it came out of my wife and I. I think the breaking point was when he took his film and he was going to throw it out of the fourth floor window. We live on the fourth floor. And it was going to land in a public place. And I, 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 that was it. That was it. I, 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 that was 
one thing too much, and I said, you know, this is you're going. This is too far. This is too far. I, I went ballistic. So what do we do? Um, I told my wife I want him thrown out of the home. I don't want to ever see him again. And my wife said, he's my son. He's my baby. He's my boy. To my wife, everything's hunky-dory. And the friction, the tension, the, 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 it, it affected everything in the home. It trickled down to the whole dynamics of the home. Finally, at the end, it came to a point where my wife said, we need to go to Dow's Torah. Tell me who you'll go to, and he'll tell us. And whatever he says, you have to listen. And I told my wife, I, I be honest, I was in Ponovich. I was very close to the shock. And I said, there's really no one who will say that, who will say, say something. I don't think it's correct that I would just say, well, he said it. Yes, this is the dust story. After I left that stroll, by the way, then I was thinking, my wife said, there's got to be someone. I said, yes, there is someone. He, I know that he's the mentor for the Rashivas of Lakewood. I know he was a Talmud of Aaron, and his name is Rabbi Yosef Rosenblum. A very, very, very hush for My wife got his number. My wife called him up. And my wife asked him if she could come over to speak to him with me. We have a dispute in Chinuch, and she wants to have it out in front of him. He was very kind. He gave us an appointment at 1 a.m. He lives in Barabak on 41st Street. At 1 a.m. we knocked on the door. We weren't sure whether this is real, whether we can disturb him. He took us in. He looked very, you remember still the look on his face, exhausted. But he was very kind. He sat us down around the table. My wife a chair and myself a chair. They sat there. And then we began. I can tell you right now that that conversation we unloaded. He listened very intently, but we really unloaded. It was a slugfest. My wife said that I said, respectfully, I gave over mine. I challenged my wife what she said. She said, and he said, and it was a, we spoke till we had nothing more to say, and he listened very intently. He even asked questions, pointed questions, trying to get clarity on what I was saying, what my wife was saying. And then he was quiet, and then there was like electricity in the room. It was so quiet. And then he turned around to me. I'll never forget. Basically, this is his verdict. You are to take a back seat in the terms of decisions about his chinuch and what's good for him. And in terms of being mechanichim, and in terms of calling the shots of what should be done, you are to take a back seat. And if it comes to Shabbos, if it comes to Tefillin, if it comes to Yiddishkeit, you take a back seat. I, I can bring it up with my wife. I am not permitted to address it to him no matter what. And no, not even in a veiled hint. I challenged and I very, very aggressively, and I said, you know, there is a lachic obligation. I have an, I am the father, and I'm not exempt, and I, I, I have an obligation. If I see my son in front of my own eyes, wakes up doing things that are inappropriate, and, and, I, and I'm the father here, I, I'm a chuyu. He said, unequivocally, and he didn't bet an eyelid, and he said, I will take a chryas responsibility on my shoulders in Shomayim. 
but you are exempt. I take responsibility for his chinuch. You are exempt. I said that dumbfounded. What am I going to say? I said, if it's not my Christ now, and you're formally stated that you carry this on your, on your shoulders, I accept it. There's nothing for me to say. He then turned to my wife and he said, keep frying chicken cutlets quarter to four in the morning. Keep doing everything. Keep feeding his goof. Don't leave his neshama for now. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. And that, it, basically the role became, I, I, I still remember how I, I said that I was broken. I was broken that this is now where I am and this is where I am up to now. And this is where it is. But I knew he was an Adam Goggle noted by all. And if he says so, I remember this was a turning point. This was, this was just a turning point. Um, after that, I, I followed, I let my wife run the course, I was with her on everything, we put a joint face up to him, I bit my lips, I did what I had to do. You know, I do remember, and, and slowly the anger in me actually went away, I do remember that when he finally got married, and he got married to a, a good girl, she was a, a girl willing to marry a boy who was working, and who had been through a history, she knew it all, but she fell for him. He was very charming. And she knew it, and her school principal told her, don't you dare marry that boy. That boy has a history, don't you dare. She didn't listen to the principal, who didn't show up at the wedding, because she she just she fell all over my son, and she wanted him, and he's charming. And he basically has goodness in him. I do remember after he was married, I don't know what was in me, and he was sitting there Friday night, and he became, he, he was already now changed, and he was, what happened was at about 19 or 20 years of age, I got him a great job, and he really wanted to make money, so that kind of set him to a structure in his life, and he utilized the job, he climbed the ladder, he climbed the ladder very high, executive vice president, Baruch Hashem, Panasis, they believe I'm her. but he was married a year, and I remember so once, Friday night, there was no one there but me and him, and I sat with him, and I remember I said to him, you know, I won't mention his first name, but I said, uh, we'll call him Shimon. I said, Shimon, I want to tell you something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not understanding. I remember so we sat there that Friday night, galling in tears, and he said, Tati, I can't believe. I can't believe that you would ever say that. It's nice that I know. I said, in my parents, there was no such thing. Parents were right. It was the way it was. There was no such thing. I sat there. And I I basically, I, uh, I told them, I'm so sorry. I didn't understand you. I didn't deal with you right. Probably even before this all broke up. And, and we just sat. And he, he, was, he was, for the first time, warring. And he said, so why did you do this? this? And I said, because I was dumb. That's all I said. I was dumb. I was stupid. But I said, Baruch Hashem, look now, you're married. You have a job. Your wife is messed. I'm going to have a baby soon. You'll be a better parent than me. And it was, it was so beautiful. I just want to tell you that my son and everybody, friend, said this story over at the Siyamash house. And he got it from Shbacha magazine. Let me just bring this full sack. This is... Eight and a half years ago was a Siamashas in 
um, that big auditorium, I can't remember the name right now, it wasn't Madison Garden, it was the one, City Life. And um, my Chavrusa was a sponsor of that event and was given boxes by a good assistant. So he said to me, do you have anyone to give it to? Or he even suggested, and he said, he's sending it to my son. So in the mail, he sent free tickets to box seats in that um, stadium. My son had zero interest in being at Simashas. He was going out Sunday night, and he was having a good time, and he wasn't going to go. Why would he want to go on his speeches at Simashas? And he, he wasn't the type, he was, I, I, the word I use, it's not a nice word, is he looked like a bum, he, he sounded like one, and while now he was married and he was basically from, but he, that's what he was, that's the station. A brilliant boy, but that's where he was. At the Siamashas, he came in to sort of go to the box and get some food, and he was watching the screen. The most miraculous thing happened, Hashem just did that. The screen, for anyone who was at that Siyomar Shas eight and a half years ago, you all know what I'm talking about. Aguda Sisral decided to show a video at which they had, for about 90 seconds or less, they had about 20 guys from all over the world, South America, Brazil, America, all over, who didn't look like guys who would be learning, and who put a fist in the camera, and they said, with a big chokes and with a sort of the whole outfit, I did us. I finish us. I finish us. My son is standing there and is munching on a steak in the box up there. And he sees these guys and he looks to his wife. And he says, could you imagine if I would be there next us and I would bow a fist and say, I did us. And she says, well, you could do it. You know that you were always very, very smart. He says, yeah. That night he went home. Before he went to bed, he took out the Gemara, the first page of Shas, and he did it. And then he went on, and he finally hired himself a, 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 a choral guy to learn with. Seven and a half years later, he finished Shas. Not only that, he threw a bash. He threw a bash of 200 people. He wanted all the people in his life to be there. And he got up at that Siyomar Shas. And we had music. We danced all night. It was he out of all people. And he got up, and before he made the scene, he said the following statement. I sweated, studied, pushed myself, and I did this all for the love of my mother. The roof came down. Ma. You were there for me in my hardest times. You never stopped loving me. Shas that I just finished is all for you. My wife will take that line to her grave. She says to me, it's the most memorable line everyone's ever, anyone's ever told her a whole life. I just want to tell you that this son today, if I may say, is my closest child. I love him like nobody. He cares about me like no child does. His Bulean horror gives massive stockers. But he, when I'm finished, he says, Tati, I want you to make a seal and I want to pay for it. I told him, 
I'll pay my own way. It's fine. But no, I don't want to pay for it. He, he, today, I will just mention him. He gives two dafayomi shi'ur. One, something like 6.15 a.m. And one at 10.15 p.m. Two dafayomi shi'ur. And when he calls to shmooze, he wants help in figuring out the difficult Gemara, and that's most of our conversation. During the day, he's making money. Works very, very, very hard on Baruch Hashem. Billy and Harish continue to be more and more successful. But, and I say to myself, how did this have an ending that's fairy tale like That is not, you know, that's incredible. So we know my wife followed our Torah. I obliged. <clears throat> but I would say two things. Number one is we did have a friend who was a mentor, who was in the trenches on this. <clears throat> and we reached out to him. He said, you can call us day or night. And we did. And I would give him credit that he was there for us because we couldn't have humanly done it. We could not have humanly done it. It was garbage. Again, to anyone that hasn't been there and didn't have an adorable child who just went bananas and, and acts like a monster. And then it, 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 the, I feel the word I'm going to use again is despair. The sheer despair that we went through is non-describable. And I will say to anyone who relates, don't altis ya. If my story can tell you one thing, it's the most, it's easy to say. It's easy to say. My wife was, I was stronger than me because she had the conviction and she was in closer in contact with a mentor who she was the one really who spoke to. So she did not despair. I was, I wasn't quite like that. So that's one thing. Don't despair. Life is a long story. It's, takes many, many, it takes a long time to life goes full cycle. It's a long, so this is one thing I say over here. Do I know But one thing I see, don't despair. Do not despair. And when you feel that you're despairing, you have to have somebody mature, wise, who knows a little, who can lift you up. Who's gonna lift you up. It is vital. Because if you don't despair, the my son saw my wife wasn't despairing. He saw my wife believed in him. Nobody would cook a a, a, a cupboard four in the morning for a child they loved if they were despairing that you're 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 you're, you're a trash. So he sensed that. He it probably kept him going. And and then the other thing I do want to mention, I know this, I know this sounds like from talk, but I believe that this is really the source that we had. The tears that we shed for the sake of our son. And I'll say again, I give credit to my wife. To this day now, the tears and tears at Nero's Shabbos is a whole thing. We know mommy better light right away because we don't want to have to wait for the suit for so long. The tears of Adlaka Sanibs. The Hazan Ish, the Hazan Ish, greatest sage of the century, testified he would never have gotten to and become what he became without the tears his mother shed at Nader Shots. So for the mothers in the, in, in the audience, the tears of Nero Shabbos when you're like, it's an opportune time. You give a little bit of stucker, the Zapikabal, you give a little bit of stucker, and then comes the time to dump. The tefillas that are done 
When you're engaging in a mitzvah of bringing Asher and Shabbos, and being mechabed the Shabbos with the mitzvah snail of Shabbos, and combined with Sparka has the power to do, no human being can fathom. And miracles do happen if Hashem wills it. And Hashem wills it with tears, because even though after the Besamikdus was destroyed, Shari Tefillos Ninalu, the gates of Tefillah were locked. Share the The gates of tears were never locked. They're open. May we be Zoha that we should all all share. Every single one in the audience should get their turn sooner rather than later to tell their story, their fairy tale that sounds at the time incomprehensible, disbelief, impossible, and miracles do happen. Don't despair. Share the tears and with Siata Deshmai and only Sahnai with a mentor, a person who can always lift you when you fall. May Hashem help us that we should have Nachas to, to be Makadesh, bring Nachas throughout our Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Borel. Have a good night.